When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata. Before we get into this week's episode, I would like to go into all the things we have happening this week. On Thursday, there is a new moon in Aquarius, and new moons are great for setting intentions. And in Aquarius, it's a good time to set intentions of ideas for collaborations with friends, family, colleagues um, to help the collective. Anything that's going to be helpful to um you know, whether it's your home or the community community you're in or even the world um, wide. So it's a great time to check in there. And then on Friday, we have the Chinese New Year. And this year, it is the year of the metal ox. And how fitting is it an ox, the ox's energy is that of being um, persistent and strength and character. 
a builder. We're all trying to rebuild from the year 2020 and the pandemic. And that was the year of the rat. And we really faced a lot of hardships, so many of us. Getting back to routine and having determination and persistence in this in this quest. So thank you, <laughs> Ox, for your energy and you know keeping it together in the men- the um, in the the mental body um, is coming through. <laughs> so I think that's really important while we're trying to do all this and having some help in that department. Um, if you're in a big city, I'm sure there will be some celebrations of some kind, um, even if it's virtual. I do miss that terribly. Living in a smaller town, I love the festivities around a Chinese New Year, all the dances and parades and food. Oh, my God, the food. I think dim sum is one of my favorite things ever. And... So yeah, if you're in a, a big city, if not, I know that eating noodles is a sign of good luck at the beginning of a Chinese New Year. So that's something like long noodles, not just any noodle, but a, like a spaghetti noodle. All right, so this week's topic is about the chakras. And This episode is going to be in three parts. The first two are going to be back-to-back, so you can listen to them back-to-back. And the third one is something you can go to my website, and um, it will be a tutorial on how to scan, clear, and transmute any unwanted energy from your chakras. So these two episodes that you'll have back-to-back will be information Um, We'll go in depth, so it won't just be like touching the surface. Let's kind of go in depth about all the different parts of the chakras and how they affect us and can work for us. So there are seven embodied chakras, so that line up on our physical being, and five more that reach up above our head space. Now, there's a lot of other subtle chakras throughout the body, um, hands and and ears and whatnot. Uh, These are going to be the ones we're going to focus on. And the seven embodied ones are the ones we're going to talk about today. Um, We we interact with the other five, especially eight and nine, but not as much. The first seven are the ones that we really focus on and um, can help us with processing our emotions. And that's really why we need them around um, to access them, to help bridge us between the worlds. It's an energetic, subtle body center or centers. So if we're going between our physical being and then our spiritual interactions, this is a good place to process things that are going on. And they help tether us to this, to this world, too, which being in a human body, we need to be um, grounded here. And this, I really believe these help us to do that. You know, I kind of see the chakras 
like a landing pad for us to process our emotions, good and bad. And I've seen some information going around and heard some information from other um, colleagues um, and people that say that, okay, yeah, you, you don't really need your, your chakras to function. And in fact, you can remove them. And I was like, the first time I heard that, I thought the person wanted to take their own life. I, I, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like you, you need this as part of your existence in an, in an earth body. And so then I started to kind of delve further and ask more questions because that's what I do. Being a psychic sleuth, I like to really peel things back and, and dig a little bit more. And when, if, if, if you do th to look into this or decide to go down this route, if you do remove your chakras, um, this line of thinking of, removing them, well, you'll have just one around where heart chakra is, a little bit lower, and that's all you need. And it's the, the premise is it's going to be less limiting and you'll have more room to expand. But when I tap into that energy and I, you know, ask more questions, it seems limiting to, to have just the one. It's almost like, well, where are your, where are your emotions going to go while you're processing things? Because in human form, we're going to experience great, great times and really, really tough times. And I don't think we can ex escape that. It, Pass on, you know, our loved ones are going to pass on. People that are close to us are are, are for children. Um, we might lose a job. We might lose our our practice. We might get in a car wreck. I mean, there's there's just so many variables of of life, and it you know you go through the experience, but then there's the emotions behind that. And it takes a while to process. And if you have ever lost somebody close to you, you know that that grief is so tough to break through. And it's so personal. And that journey is so personal to each person. I've talked about this before, that there's no timeline for it. And I believe when you have chakra space and energetic space for that, it gives it room to do what it needs to do, take on all the different phases of uh, grief, anger, frustration, supreme sadness. So for me, I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm acknowledging this because I, I've seen it around more than I ever have um, as of late, past three, five years, and with my interactions and with my experience, I believe the ch the chakras are needed in our beings and are helpful and are actually help us to experience unlimited feelings.
So we have, you know, all the feelings that we're going to experience in a place for to, to, to let them land and figure it all out. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the first three embodied chakras. And then we'll have part two and we'll go into uh, four, five, six, and seven. So chakra one is called the root chakra. And it is placed at the base of the spine. That's where we kind of see it. And it embodies the element of fire. Okay, so passions and movement. Yeah, it relates to feelings of being safe and secure and stable. When our root chakra is in, is not in balance, we can find ourselves having a hard time setting boundaries with others, even ourselves, neglecting ourselves not being able to stick to a discipline, feeling disorganized, fear of change. You can also feel a little, this is where anxiety really kind of hangs out. And that feeling of not fitting in, like I'm not like these other people, nobody else is going through this experience that I'm having, right? So it really kind of disconnects us if it's not in balance from the collective. And when it's in balance, we feel like we have an abundance of energy and we're, we're vital in what we do. You have a sense of comfort within your body. Feel happy in your career or your job and satisfied with your life. And when it's in complete balance, have that sense of prosperity also. So energetically, those are the things that we'll feel physically. It governs over um, all the lower limbs, legs, ankles, feet. And if it gets out of balance in the physical body, there can be constipation. Um, in that low back area or low back pain. And so that's root chakra. And the mantra I like to give to root chakra when you're working with this energy or trying to balance it is I am free in my being. So mantra for this one is I am free in my being. So let's move on to chakra number two called the sacral chakra. This one is located on the body between the pubic bone and the belly button. Its element is water. So think of flowing, again, moving, um, movement. It relates to all kinds of creation. So anything you're going to create, whether it's a piece of art or a human being, it encompasses that which 
fires up our soul and the things we're really passionate about. It embodies our sexuality and our authenticity. So are we able to be authentic with ourselves and then with those around us? And that could be a tough one, right? Because I really believe authenticity, um, if, if chakra two gets out of balance, there's a lot of shame. And that can really take away from that authenticity because we fall into that shame game. And it's so easy to fall into feeling shameful of what you create, what's at your soul's core of who you are and your experiences. And I think that's really important to think about and when you're dealing with chakra number two. And I really believe chakra number we will really dance with all the chakras in our lifetimes. But one and two, I believe really, really, again, that's where something like shame is going to hang out. So it can be really hard to shake that out because it's usually set in so deep and those patterns and the programs around it are so deeply embedded. It takes a while to reverse them and getting back to how can I be authentic? You know, a lot of that involves a bit of vulnerability, but again, that's something we work up to. It's not like, Oh, I'm just going to go be vulnerable. Um, right after you went through something painful, so a balanced chakra number two is having a creative, healthy, creative outlet. Um, your hormones feel balanced. Um, you are able to have healthy boundaries around people and yourself. You're able to give yourself pleasure and to nurture yourself. You have a sense of of generosity and a bit of giving nature, but you know, you have those healthy boundaries. So it's, it's not like it's over, right? That would be an unbalanced chakra. Number two, Uh, we would fall into not having great boundaries. And on the flip side, feeling a little guarded because again, I really feel like shame falls in here a lot. Self-deprecating is an unbalanced chakra number two, a lack of passion, a compulsion, a bit over emotional, like going over into a intensity of a feeling, Um, excessive sex drive. And this is something we touch on a lot when I do group Uh, chakra clearings and guided meditations, the duping, I call it, of us as a a collective, and it's stuck in our DNA, so this is hard to reverse, that we have got to interact with each other through our chakra number two in a sexual way, 
if there's attraction first. And that I believe is, is something that, and I've seen is, is not healthy. Um, if we came from a mental connection and a heart connection and then saw that uh, sexual connection as a bonus with those people, but we have, again, have it stuck at a cellular level that we have got to connect with somebody we're attracted to in a sexual way. And that is the utmost of, of, taking away loneliness of feeling like you belong. And I, I really think that's been the bit of a downfall or a, an easy way to fall into shame. If you don't have that, if you don't have that connection at a time in your life. Um, and I'm not saying no, that we shouldn't connect. Not at all. Um, in a sexual way of those we're attracted to. I think that that's very important. But it doesn't need to be the very first focus and you shouldn't be made to feel ashamed if you're not experiencing that with a person. So that's a bit of the imbalanced part. Um, You know, somebody who's a little emotionally dependent on others too um, is a bit of an imbalanced chakra number two physically of course the reproductive organs your gallbladder your kidney your spleen your urinary system your sexual function and your sense of flexibility and physically if if it's unbalanced your your senses might be a little bit duller and you might not be as flexible physically and mentally And the mantra that I give to chakra number two is I am the creator of my reality. Again, mantra for chakra number two is I am the creator of my reality. All right, chakra number three, also called the solar plexus, sits right at your, um, above your belly button. The element connected to your solar plexus is fire, which I think is very fitting. The feelings around chakra number three are feelings of being worthy in your power, your sense of self-confidence and self-esteem. So a good way to access or think about your chakra number three and maybe building up confidence or building up your self-esteem is, is doing wonder woman pose. Um, so having your hands on your hips and not low up higher, that's going to access chakra three. You can do lower and that would access chakra number two, but you know, that power pose, wonder woman, wonder woman pose is power pose. Um, And that really helps to bring awareness to your chakra number three and your sense of feeling worthy. When we're balanced in our chakra number three, we feel like we can be spontaneous and playful. 
and our sense of humor is is easy to come by. We have an easy time making decisions and meeting challenges and we feel reliable in our in ourselves and how we interact with others. When it gets unbalanced It's hard to take responsibility for what's going on. A little bit of victim mentality of it's happening. Why is this happening to me and getting stuck? Not to say you can't ask that ever, but getting stuck in that thought. There's an attraction to having an altered state of mind. Okay, when chakra number three is unbalanced, so whether you like a stimulant or a depressant, having your mind altered, uh, feeling overly aggressive, bossy, and that need to be right, self-centered, a bit narrow-minded, so not seeing outside the box, and somebody could be a little bit hyper, overly hyper. So physically, with chakra number three, we're going to get into all intestinal and digestive functions. Any type of eating that you do, whether it's overeating, undereating, diabetes, eczema, acne, food allergies, can stem from here, chronic fatigue, depression, disorders of the stomach, pancreas, gallbladder, and liver. So physically, those are the things that can affect chakra number three when it's not in balance, when it's not in balance. And a mantra that I like to say to help with balancing my chakra number three is I am worthy to stand in my power. Again, I am worthy to stand in my power and putting my hands on my hips like Wonder Woman or Superman or even above the head, um, like where you put your hands behind your head, almost like your hands, your fingers interlace and you have a little hammock for your head. That is also a, considered a power pose. So if you wanted to practice that with hands on your hips, I'm worthy to stand in my power. That really helps you to get in touch with chakra number three, feeling confident and knowing your worth in this world. So we're gonna stop here with part one of this episode. So go ahead and join me um, for part two, and we'll go over the other four chakras, four embodied chakras. And if this is where we part, I encourage you to continue to ask yourself and others, may I have the stance?